What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Did you see Zack Snyder at Gamescom? Can Zack Snyder be seen? <laughs> Can he be perceived? I think so. Yeah, he's not John Cena, but no. What? What does he? What does? Wait, what, he's, just, he's just a man. I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't realize until Gamescom that I had no idea what Zack Snyder looked like. Yeah, I'm in a spinning panic now because I've just realized every time I've tried to visualize the man, I've just casually imagined the Roaring Man from Three Hundred. <laughs> Even though I know that's Jared Butler in a film directed by Zack Snyder, just my brain has just casually decided the shorthand of this man's screaming eternal face and it has never decided to interrogate itself about that. So yeah, this is an occasion. When you imagined him speaking, did you imagine him still screaming or speaking normally but while pulling a screamy face? I just imagined uh, the track Just Like You Imagined by Nine Inch Nails playing at 138 decibels. to this season two episode 28 of the electronic wireless show podcast rock paper shotguns pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion which is that of alice bell and i'm joined this week by james archer hello james hello and gerald p shoot em up <laughs> yes yes uh, of the new england shoot em ups yes <laughs> absolutely yes yes um i don't don't do much shooting them up these days but, uh, but, you know, proud, <laughs> proud to be here representing the genre. <laughs> That's lovely. Thank you for being here. Uh, <laughs> we are this week going to be talking about Gamescom. Uh, if you didn't see, we, we did record. This is our second time recording episode 28. Uh, mm. But we, the recording got eaten last week. So I apologise. But you, if, if that recording had survived, you would have heard me saying next week we're going to talk about Gamescom. So promise is kept, you know. Um, and I made a really fun <laughs> apology meme for the Discord uh, because I yeah. I was the one who ate the recording. So, yeah, that was, that was actually a great pleasure to do. I hope I screw up more often. Yes, it was lovely. It was James requested that you make your apology in the form of uh, the apology mini game in uh, Yakuza. So that is what you did. Uh, and if you are listening to this and would like to see it, that is just further incentive to join the Rock Paper Shotgun Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Um, and yet more evidence you... that the Yakuza, Yakuza is my favourite game series I've never played. Indeed, yeah, it has big Nate energy. I think. Uh, so lads, how have you been? Ye had a bank holiday yes, uh, this week. I was going to say yesterday, which re- reveals what day we are recording this. But how was your bank holiday? Yeah, it was good. Uh, I actually went. I spent it in Brighton, the not spiritual but legal home of RPS, because that's <laughs> where our, the read pop, the uh, the game network offices. Uh, but yeah, it was it was, it was nice because I've, I've I've been there a few times for work and have never had like the time to properly look around and explore and go to nice restaurants and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was nice. I'd like to go yeah, to Brighton glad. again soon. It's a nice, nice town. Great place. It's very to nice town. It's very, very, uh, very, like, welcoming vibe. Like, everyone's, very, everyone's very friendly. I think if you, if you took, like, the people of Brighton and put them in a city with, like, London's infrastructure, you'd probably have the perfect city or, like, the perfect British city. <laughs> Is this it subconsciously is nice what London's attempting to do by expanding like an amoeba to engulf the South Coast? <laughs> First Croydon, well, Brighton, Brighton. soon it'll be Burgess Hill, and then finally Brighton. <laughs> I mean, Brighton is already technically Brighton and Hove, isn't it? So it's it's happening. Yeah, Maybe Brighton will rise to become a rival to... <laughs> Brighton and Hove just sounds like history's... like. 
pinnacle Jay-Z collab, doesn't it? Because <laughs> uh, he was known uh, as Hove. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was your bank holiday, Nate? Thank you for rescuing me from my own poor reference humour. Uh, it was good. I was a, I was ghostus um, at a lovely wedding and a wedding of uh, a listener to this podcast, Nathan Redland. Uh, congratulations. Um, congratulations, Nathan. Congratulations, Nathan. 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 I said Nathan. <laughs> congratulations. It was, uh, it was mega time. We were at the, uh, the. I don't know the technical name for it, but it's like the the tree prison in Leamington Spa, um, like an arboretum. Arboretum, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's wicked. Nathan, Nathan knows even more about um, like squiggly little animals um, than I do, and I love talking to him about beasts. Uh, so it was very fitting um, that he got married to his wife Daryl in uh, a load of plants. Uh, and uh, was kind enough to invite not only um, me and my family, but also Ghostus, uh, who oh lovely, yeah, who gave a gave a speech. Uh, a work he talked a lot about Rome. I uh, got reminded to talk about the bride and groom, and then presented them with a an antique crab dish. That's very isn't that lovely? That's amazing. Um, That's a classy move from Ghostus there. And a classy move from Nathan, one of the best weddings uh, I, well, I can remember being to. So cheers. And yeah, it was a nice weekend. Cheers and congrats. Uh, I did not get a bank holiday weekend because I live in a different country. And today was, uh, today, the bank holiday was not a bank holiday. It was a regular day. So I didn't have a nice weekend. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uncommon L for Ireland. Uh, it well, in fairness, Ireland gets two more bank ho- bonus bank holidays that England doesn't get, so it's just you know shuffled around. I'm very sure I mentioned that before. Um, one thing I did also want to mention is that I text Nate at the weekend because Tim, my friend Tim, also a friend of the show, sent me <laughs> a video uh, which I felt compelled to forward to Nate. Uh, it's <laughs> It just said, can we talk about how half the voices in Shadow Gambit, but especially the sentient plant Dread Vine, sound like Nate doing a bit? And what? Uh, uh, genuinely, I I messaged it to Nate because I was like, has Nate just forgotten to give us a disclosure? <laughs> I had that same eerie sense. It was, yeah. It sounds exactly like Nate. We'll try and get a cup of it insert here, but I can't promise that that will happen because uh, we're all very busy, uh, but especially Liam is very busy. So just imagine Nate doing his sort of uh, aggressive Anthony Hopkins voice, but being a plant. (laughs) Hello, Liam here. You think I'm too busy to do a little bit of Nate banter? Incorrect. Here's the clip. Bye. Greetings, Dreadvine. You wouldn't know anything about a black pearl on your island. You are not the first ones to ask for this little bauble the brine brought in. A magistratus has been incessant about it. His hollow threats have long stopped being amusing. We could silence him for you in exchange for the pearl. I fail to see why I would give up such a valuable object of study. Would you rather wait until the Inquisition prize it from you? All right. Take care of the Magistratus, and then we can negotiate. <laughs> it was very, very, very close to how, how Nate just sounds. I was quite alarmed, but thank you, Tim, for sending that on. Um... But without further ado, after several minutes of ado, let's move on to talk about Gamescom, which was last week, and it, it was a hell of a time. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't really what it, it wasn't really a hell of a time. I oversold that. <laughs> what was the most hell in the time? Would you say? Um. What was the most hellish it, it, moment? It might have been Zack Snyder coming out and talking about his two films that will also have a game tie-in. That was, uh, that was, 
I mean, I am very glad because last year, last opening night live, I was like, Jeff, please have more rubbish celebrity cameos. And he heeded the call. Um, so it was very strange to just have Zack Snyder come out. Where was the mood in between sort of, I guess, like cringe and sort of adorable? Uh, if you, you know, if it was between not to 10, zero being trying to eat your own fist and, and 10 being coming out of the experience liking Zack Snyder more. Oh, that's an interesting one. James, you were live blogging, so you kind of, I think, I feel had more up-to-the-minute reactions than me. How did you feel about Zack Snyder? Uh, ambivalent, um, other than the mild, I guess, intrigue of finally finding out what Zack Snyder looks like. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, the, the, whole, the whole thing, like, wasn't, it wasn't cringe in the kind of, like, old Ubisoft E3 show kind of cringe but it wasn't good so mm. <laughs> yeah it's a, just uh, here's here's that yeah here's that snyder uh, accompanied by lingering on we <laughs> his best friend <laughs> So yeah. while Zack Snyder was there too, we we do Zach, uh, Zach, as well Zach, as Zack Snyder was there is like the the perfect way of putting it because there's no, <laughs> just Zack Snyder was there, and that's it. That's like the, the extent of the emotional reaction that I got from games from Gamescom opening night this year. So uh, Zack Snyder was there, and you can see on RPS the every new trailer from Gamescom opening night live roundup. Uh, Zack Snyder was there to promote Red Moon, Rebel Moon which is a Zack Snyder film slash two films. Um, it's a space adventure, a Netflix movie that's split into two parts. And it, Super Evil Megacorp, the developer, are developing a Rebel Moon video game, which will take place after the two movies. But I don't know if it's coming out. It's probably coming out after the two movies as well. Uh, and Zack Snyder said, you pick your rebel and go on missions. We kind of know nothing about it, but I admire the, uh, the, I don't know what word I would use. I just, you know, it's bold. It's bold, Zack. Go hard or go home. I mean, if he's hoping to recreate the uh, lightning in a bottle that was Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay, <laughs> like the the most colossal hidden gem in the history of tie-ins, then I salute him and wish him Godspeed. Uh, I will say for your purposes, Nate, you should maybe pay more attention to Rebel Moon because uh, the movie star one Anthony Hopkins. So. What a terrible fright. I know. <laughs> he plays a robot, allegedly. <laughs> Even more, yeah. just drifting so hard into my wheelhouse, it's just a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, we didn't write a news post about it, but... Uh, there was a, a really like very early on a serial um crowd like stage rusher like he's he has rushed several stages over over the years to just grab the microphone and yell GTA 6 um <laughs> it's the same guy um he rushed the stage and started shouting GTA 6 he was wearing an Austin 316 hoodie which is very funny um James you did. I I say an impression, but you. <laughs> well, can you describe Jeff's reaction? <laughs> it was like you could tell he was trying to stay calm, but and I guess more tr trying to portray a sense of disappointment more than anything. But you could tell he was. <laughs> you could tell he was so mad. Like you could tell, he walked off stage, and just like the veins on his neck were about to explode. Because he is <laughs> kind of doing that kind of like stay cool. That's like stay cool. Oh, that that that, that that's that's not that's not. Can we can we can we can we? Oh, what 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 a shame! What a shame! There's so many developers. What, what a shame! That kind of that kind of thing. This sounds but, like it's got like struggling substitute teacher vibes. <laughs> it was. He was. It was very like that's so disappointing. You hate it. It's just really disappointing. But like, like James says, like you can you can tell that like if he had the power, 
the pro the guy would have been like taken backstage and shot <laughs> like, <laughs> like a horse that tripped at the Grand National. You know, he would have been absolutely like he'll never see his family again. You know, like what, he was what, furious. What I found extra funny was it turned. I I discovered later that um, Jeff Keighley had sent like uh, let's get like we we carry on like rousing tweets. Like immediately after that happened, so he must have like gone gone off stage during a trailer yeah, like, to tweet. In re- what in <laughs> response to the the disruption? Fact, yeah, yeah, it was. Which it was, was like as, if, like as a disruption, like it was basically nothing, right? It was over in yeah, over in seconds. I, I'm sure I'm sure it was embarrassing, but not you know ruinous to the production or the schedule on the night. It, it was a disruption of like a few a few moments. We should talk about games though. There were some video games, weren't there? Yes, yes. <laughs> James, James, was there anything that stood out to you as being good and exciting? Uh, I was actually well into the Crimson Desert trailer, um, which oh, really? is made by uh, the developers of the Black Desert series, which I am not. I've never followed or know anything about at all. But yeah, um, it's kind of like it looks kind of um, well. Some someone in the live blog comments called it "fantasy just cause." I would say specifically that it is "fantasy just cause two because it is. It just looks completely mad. Um, it's it, got, <laughs> got. It has like it, it is. It it kind of looks like a fairly straightforward fantasy, like maybe open world, like fighty RPG, but like. There are explosions during the sword fights. Uh, you can steal horses and drift them, like you do. Like you can do a little Mario Kart drift and then speed boost thing with your horse. Aha! Uh-huh. You can ride hot air balloons. You can gain magic powers and then fly yourself. There are like these almost Yakuza esque silly side missions where you can return lost sheep, as in you literally find a sheep and then pick it up and then sling it over your shoulder. And carry it back to the the urchin who lost it. Is this um? Is, is Black Desert the one that's set in like the the Conan continuity? Am I right in thinking? I have I have no idea. Like, like I said, I, I no, don't really, I don't, really I don't think so. It. Black Desert Online is just a big MMO that was famous for having a a really. I was going to say good character creator. Like you could just create very beautiful people in it. Um, this is sort of it's. Uh, gruff, Eurocentric sort of Scottish-ish, medieval-ish action fantasy brother. Um, I it reminded me a bit of Assassin's Creed because you were like scrabbling about because of the horse stuff and like, I <laughs> it looked very yeah it, 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 it silly. It, it did it did look silly, but in a kind of like it it kind of walks that really narrow line between like being serious and being like annoyingly aware of how silly how, how silly yeah, it is yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like just cause two walks that walks that line so i'm i'm i'm, I'm quite excited about it. I, I like how like every scene like every cut in the trailer showed like some new and probably quite strange thing that you could do <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah i uh, un, un, unexpected, but um, unexpected but pleasant. I described the uh, the Crimson Desert trailer. I would love to see a Fast and the Furious film that was fa- like Fast and the Furious horse drift. That would be <laughs> incredible. Uh, if anyone listening, it's in Hollywood production. Please start work on that. Uh, I feel like it would be a, a huge success. <laughs> they could just all be cowboys. It would be great. Um, I Well, they announced slash revealed Little Nightmares 3, which I uh, am quite excited about. I saw a hands-off presentation, a few minutes of uh, what the kids call gameplay. It's being made by Supermassive Games, who did The Quarry and The Lost Pictures Anthology and all those sort of uh, slasher adventure type horror games so it's a bit of a different wheelhouse but they've been very clear that they're sort of sticking to the dna of what you know the series has been tarsia games got bought 
by Embracer Group. So they're now not working on Little Nightmares. They are working on a different thing, but Little Nightmares, Little Nightmares was retained by Bamco. So Little Nightmares 3 is, is you know, same continuity. It's co-op this time. Uh, with It's remote co-op with your pals. But if only one of you has a copy, you can, like, you know, team play or whatever it is. You can both play, uh, which I think is nice. And uh, you can also play it single player. It's about two little 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 gang called uh, Low and Alone. Low has a bow and Alone has a big uh, wrench. And you solve environmental puzzles. And we saw uh, you getting chased by a big sort of baby doll uh, called, I think, Giant Baby or something. Oh, it's, um, it's like Monster Baby. Monster okay. Baby. Yeah. There you go. How would it compare in sort of like horrible baby stakes to the one off Resident Evil Village? Because that is my current benchmark for vile babies. I think pretty well. I mean, Monster Baby is like huge. Uh, It is a massive baby. So I think it's got an edge there. Um, But I, I don't know if you pit the two against each other in a fight. I don't know, but but yeah, that's uh, that's I think what I found most interesting because a lot of the rest of this year's Gamescom was a little bit sort of you know retreading stuff we already know about or just like a new trailer or you know like Ed Boon and Sam Lake came out for Mortal Kombat and Alan Wake Two and it was just a little bit like do you know like <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, like this um, is the I big liked... American show, and then they do the same thing for the Europeans, you know, but like yeah. a bit worse. <laughs> I liked, um, thank goodness you're here. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, like the, um, so it's like a, what, what, what do they call it? An absurd comedy slap former, um, set in a, I'm just, I'm just reading our article on this, set in a strange little town in the north of England called Barnsworth. And it's it looks kind of like a yeah like a puzzle ish platformer, um, with like the art style of a JG Quintel cartoon, but also embracing the kind of low level non threatening crapness of life in a small English town. Ooh, now that's that's an mm. interesting style combo. I like that. Yeah, yeah the the, it, the trailer it, doesn't. The trailer is more of a like a tonal trailer than showing what you actually do playing the game you play as a tiny little yellow man um who i think goes around (laughs) goes around the town uh helping helping people out um yeah it looks it's cute looks very very different to everything else that was in the show that night so different yeah so different any exciting dinosaur games I always like it when that happens. I don't think we had anything dinosaur-y. Do you, James? Dinosaur-y. There are a few, a few kaiju-y things. Um, not dinosaurs specifically. What was I the best know. trailer roar, would you say? There's always a good trailer roar. That's a good question. I don't... There was maybe... Um, Maybe Black Myth Wukong had some good, some good boss roaring. Did it? I feel I'm being a little unfair here because I'm just uh, interrogating you on on Gamescom, but as seen entirely through the incredibly narrow lens of my world of screaming. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you meant raw, as in like which trailer got the biggest like unduly credulous crowd applause. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean just like a massive gorilla going mental at the screen. Oh no, back with Wukong for sure. All day. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Yeah. I, it, that yeah. That had some good animal roaring, I think, for sure. Um But all in all it was a bit uh I don't want to say like muted, but it just didn't there weren't any big reveals and stuff. It wasn't very E3, it feels a little bit um like i was sort of a bit like if you've got nothing don't don't make us stay up late you know like, <laughs> yeah 
uh, it's fine. You don't always have to have announcements. You don't have to make, you know, Ed Boon get on a plane from LA or whatever to Germany. Like, um, so yeah. yeah. But it wasn't. Like, it wasn't it, even it, like it wasn't even just like the games themselves. Um, I felt like I felt like e- even even some of the games there, which I could potentially be more interested in, just had bad trailers. Mm. Like the one for I, so I I don't mind a decent Call of Duty campaign, uh, but the Modern Warfare Three trail, Modern Warfare Three trailer, I thought was just like, dull. Like it's just it was just all like s- slow walking through an old rainy castle, and then about two thirds of the way in, there's an explosion. About three guys get shot, and then it's back to more slow walking. I, you just I described the average uh, British bank holiday weekend. I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand it at all. I think, um, I think an issue with like the modern, the modern modern warfare games is that in the first one there was a mission where you're like very quietly sneaking into a London townhouse, mm. um, and that was like at the time that was a like an exciting new thing for Call of Duty to be to be like slower and a bit more tactical and actually have this sense of tension like you could be shot and killed from anywhere very suddenly. Mm. Um and I f- and that that mission got like a lot of you know it's very very well received. I'm a bit worried that the people making it have got kind of the wrong sh- end of the stick and think oh people people like it when you just walk slowly. And like only occasion, <laughs> only occasionally fire your gun, um, and it's that's not really what it was, what it you know was good for at all, especially not when you're trans like transplanting, trying to transplant that kind of like more careful approach into what's clearly meant to be this like big blockbuster set piece attacking an old castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just strange. It is, it, I always think of that moment in modern warfare you know because the first time you do the slow walking unskippable cutscene or whatever you're like whoa and then every other time you do it you're like fuck it come on it's like that time (laughs) oh oh man um yeah okay well we've i'm sorry to be a bit lackluster gang but um we do have a lot of gamescom coverage and uh, we had people on the ground Gamescom, so you can search the Gamescom 2023 tag or uh, just look for previews or the latest features because uh, we'll be posting more hands-on impressions or interviews and things like that uh, throughout this week um, and probably the week that, you know, the next few days as you listen to this. But otherwise, I don't know. What, but- are, you, what are your hopes for the rest of it, do you think? Well, it's over now. So it's- <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. I, yeah, I, I had, to, I was confused there. I thought it was still going on this week or something. It was like a, a Gamescom XL or something. But that's a relief to no, everyone that no, it's not. Sorry, I, was, I should have been less. Uh, so as we record this on a Tuesday, the listener will be listening to it on a Thursday. And of course, the, the gang who were on the ground uh, got back the, uh, the weekend, and they'll be writing up all their their stuff that they saw. Which will go up over over the rest of this week. I think you'd be good so, at captaining an interstellar starship, Alice. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, because you can master like you know the subjective time at recording and the time of the people listening back on Earth. That's the main skill oh. you need, I think. So, yeah, that's the main skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah, a sci-fi guy, so that's canon that's for true. space now. Yeah, yeah, because the rest of the stuff you can just be make it so. Yeah, yeah, that's why you got Rikers. Yeah, I might start saying that for everything, like when I go into a cafe or whatever, I'd say like, "Can I have a chai latte? Make it so." Yeah. <laughs> oh God, let's quickly. I'm I'm losing it. Let's talk about what we've been playing this week. So this week I have largely been playing something that as of this podcast going live, 
uh, I will not be able to talk about for like another hour, basically. So you can probably guess. Um, but <laughs> um, I've also been playing two things. I've been playing Mediterranean Inferno, which is a very cool, sort of slightly scary horror visual novel. I'm not a massive visual novel person, but I really like the the art style and just the vibe of Mediterranean Inferno. It's from um oh gosh i want to say i guys it's it's um published by the saturnalia devs uh, santa regioni and i should disclose that i am uh friendly now with the uh studio director santa regioni to the extent that uh i make fun of him for watching all the star wars tv shows in discord dms mm-hmm. um but mediterranean Inferno is is really interesting it's it's about three 20 something uh lads who were sort of the the toast of the scene the party scene in milan and then lockdown happens they don't see each other for a couple of years and then they meet up again for a long weekend summer holiday and there's this really sort of slightly desperate enthusiasm about them all sort of trying to be friends and uh they are offered by a sort of temptation demon the chance to have visions that are called mirages that really expose their anxieties and how they feel about things and there's a real uh intensity to the color and the the metaphor that makes it quite sinister and you can sort of tell like oh this isn't this isn't gonna go well lads you know um so it's very short i believe it's about three four hours Uh, i haven't played all of it but i've been enjoying that i've also been playing uh, Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot The London Case which is the sequel to the hot young Poirot uh, I think it's Hercule Poirot the first case uh, he goes to London a painting gets stolen it's the same sort of puzzle game making links between clues uh, but this one introduces Himbo Hastings as well <laughs> it's a great time I know I know it's brilliant um, I do like these games they're quite they're quite fun they're not really uh, trying to be anything they're not and uh, they, I appreciate that they are adapting. I think if you're going to adapt something, fucking adapt, you know. So they take bits that they like and they kind of imagine something a bit fun and new. And uh, I have enjoyed it. A little bit junky in places, but I'm getting on with it all right. So that's my two things I've been playing this week. Uh, James, what have you been playing? So as a, as a direct result of replaying uh, Aperture Desk Job so many times this month, because uh, it is the RPS Game Club game, uh, shout out to the RPS Game Club, um i've been playing a bunch of like really 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 short games like mm. re- real short games um i i specific yes. i specifically went into our work our work chat and said can people recommend me like <laughs> sub 45 minute games <laughs> for me to play please um so yeah i've been doing a lot of those i played a uh, fugue and void on your recommendation alice uh oh yeah very, very atmospheric um brutal brutalist walking sim uh which is very good um i actually replayed um for probably the first time in about a decade 30 flights of loving um which is i've never played that you see yeah i like it's um it's it's also technically a walking sim but is more of a has more of a like overt story uh to it and uh has has a lot of little details which i didn't uh didn't clock the first time I, i was playing it um, so that's nice. Also, I found out that, that came with a free copy of its um, the prequel to Four Fights of Loving, uh, Gravity Bone. Uh, so I, I've I've yet to play that as well, but I will. Um, also, a short hike, which is oh yeah. Oh, Graham um, was I, a big fan of that, wasn't he? I I I can't. I I'm really sorry. I can't remember the de- I can't remember the name of the developers, but um, it's kind. Of, it's basically your uh, little. Um, upright walking bird lady uh, who starts at the bottom of a mountain and needs to get to the top to get some phone signal. Um, and yeah, you 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 do that by basically collecting feathers, which help you run and fly faster, essentially, uh, to like scale further up, further and further, further and further up the mountain. Um, and it's ri- I I love how it's basically all set on this one. If you zoomed out, it would probably look like quite a small, like little hill of an island. Mm. But because it because it's really smart in how it kind of structures 
stretches of map and has all these little winding paths and different biomes, it feels like a much bigger, like actual mountain. Um, so it's really, it's it's really clever and really well designed. Also, um, it's extremely similar in tone to I I I talked about it a few episodes back. Um, Smushy Smushy Come Home, which was that uh like su- oh, the little, super chilled out like guy? mushroom like yeah like kind of open world ish uh platformer right down to the kind of the sometimes punctuationless sometimes all caps speech bubbles um to the point where i i think i i think the developers of smushy come home were probably like very strongly influenced by a short hike um they're, they're, they're like super similar in tone but that just means that they're both like really fun and light and uh i i i i'm trying to use this word less but wholesome hey it still has its, it's place it's, and it sounds it yeah it's just really nice um i think the last one i played was uh, a graham recommendation which is burn brand uh or oh no sorry burn band uh no r and that's just um a tiny tiny a uh, little walking sim where you explore basically a kind of like alien apartment block almost but with like there are the bars and a little f- and like a couple of theaters and it's ju- it's just it's just um you go around basically taking the the ambiance of this very pixely uh alien slightly star warsy uh alien structure um mm. it's it's very it's 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 a nice little nice little mini micro game so yeah uh playing lots lots and lots of short games which i'm very into at the moment as you can tell i love a short game you, i love um there's sort of a similar pleasure in reading a short book like a book you can finish in one set, sitting mm. yeah novellas nice baby dusting something off yeah, yeah. lovely stuff uh Nate, first of all, it's been two weeks. Has your challenge to uh, Columbus to fight in single combat over the honour of Age of Empires 2 been accepted? Uh, no, no, absolutely well, not. Um, the coward. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm thinking of of scaling things up to, to effigy soon, um, you know, representing uh, James as... It, it, no, is it James Marriott? I believe so, yeah. He's so insignificant, I've forgotten his name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll sort of Photoshop his head onto various buffoons and, and poor leaders uh, throughout history, um, <laughs> represented, of course, by their sprites in-game in, in Age of Empires 2. Uh, and I'll start putting them up around his constituency. Oh, no, he's not a politician, yeah. is he? Well, you know, his ends. He's just a little man. Yeah. yeah, I'll go to his ends and put up, like, you know insulting pictures of him that are only comprehensible by Age of Empires 2. That'll teach him. That'll teach you. That'll show him. Have you been playing Age of Empires this week? Uh, no, I've not been playing a lot. I have to say, okay, let, let me step into metaphor for this. I want you to imagine... Um, mm. I want you to imagine a desolate world scoured by acid rain and only two things live on this world... A grizzled, uh, immortal soldier, uh, and a horrible reptilian beast, um, and they're constantly locked in combat. Neither of them can die. If they die, they regenerate. And you know, it's not that the uh, the fights lose impact over time, but after several thousand rounds of this, you know, the pain kind of doesn't matter. And when the soldier's beaten by the reptile, I'll just be like, well, you know, I respect that. That was saying knew it did, and it killed me. So that's where I'm at with Hearthstone right now. <laughs> I really like the new series of Battlegrounds, which is its sort of auto chess mode that I, is 90% of my time with the game these days. Um, it's really, yeah, it's interesting watching Blizzard like a, you know, unkillable reptile on a barren world constantly find ways to keep me wanting to log in. Um, that is, to me, almost the game as much as playing the game now. Just like so seeing how my various like, micro dopamine addictions can be uh, manipulated by Hearthstone. But yeah, it's good. Uh, they've got various sort of, you know, uh, random modifiers that can take place on rounds <laughs> now. So you can only buy frogs or, 
you know, start with a huge amount of money, stuff like that. It's good. Excellent. <laughs> I'm very happy with it. It's a good addition to my life. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. I'm I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you know what it feels like to me, though? It feels like today is a good day to wear hard. So the big news this week is that AMD have finally done a proper reveal for FSR Free, which is uh, kind of like their answer to DLSS Free in that it combines upscaling with uh, frame interpolation. So kind of like adding um, algorithm-generated frames in between the rendered frames to increase the frame rate. Um, it's not quite as smart as DLSS because it doesn't involve any kind of machine learning like trickery, but the, much like the FSR upscaling, it's supposed to be able to work on quote, any graphics card. Um, can I, uh, can I have a go at a beans metaphor for this? Can you have a go? Yeah, sure. Cause I think, okay. So previously they were selling cans of beans for hungry cowboys on a budget where there was like a polystyrene bean for every three real ones. Yeah. But now they've had a team of chefs work on those polystyrene beans. Uh, so they've got some nutritional value and they taste a bit better. Um, you know, so you're still getting the, you know, the same nutritional value for these tins, but you're feeling like you're having a better meal. Kind kind of. Um, in, in this exact instance, this is the first time uh, that AMD are doing the like the fake beans. Okay. Um, it's it's more like it's kind of like if AMD were the company selling the tins with the polystyrene beans, and yes. Nvidia are making a similar thing, but instead of polystyrene, like instead of like fake polystyrene beans, theirs are made of like I don't know <laughs> bits of horse ear. Or something, something that you, <laughs> something that you wouldn't, something that you wouldn't like normally want by itself, but but it's but it's easier easier to blend in with the like the natural texture of beans. Um, having having said that, um, FSR three actually looks pretty good, um, despite not having the kind of the yeah the AI machine learning jiggery pokery uh, that DLSS does, and um, it's meant to, it's supposedly. Um, going to work on any graphics card rather than just the like the very latest most expensive um nvidia cards which is what you need for dlss3 that being said uh i have had a look on uh amd's website and there is a bit of a disclaimer where um it, it basically says you can try uh using like frame interpolation or what they call fluid motion frames you can try using it on like really old hardware but it might not work um, so I guess we'll have to see about that. But I think I'm I'm super interested to see how how it like actually runs because um, yeah, anything that does kind of what DLSS does but doesn't have the hardware requirement is to me super cool and good. Um, I'm especially I'm especially curious to see if it works on the Steam Deck because yeah, like the 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 two the, the only two like real downsides of the Steam Deck are the battery life and it not being that powerful. But if there's something which can potentially double or triple the frame rate oh would it be that profound a difference yeah 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 um but if if used in combination with upscaling but yeah like um dls3 can can already do that in games um like uh, i think i tested it with cyberpunk 2077 when it first came out and it yeah it was like well over triple on some uh, some wow. cards and settings, um, even with uh, ray tracing on. So yeah, for some, if if something can do that, but compatible with the Steam Deck hardware or like the ROG Ally hardware or any yeah any kind of like less powerful kit, then I think that's probably good for everyone. In a, a sort I'm of sorry, connected I... hardware question, do you know how like the the Steam Deck is doing at this point commercially? Like, is it proving to be a, a runaway success? Um, does it need a shot in the arm, or? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like, um, there's definitely I. So my my main reference for this is like uh, I, guess, I guess like reader interest in RP in RPS Steam Deck articles. 
Um, yeah. Because I, I don't I don't have sales figures. I think it's sold like a few million by this point. Um, which was something with like very little pre-release hype or build-up uh, is probably doing probably okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I, it, I, it, it's not like it's dying and it needs, you know. Um, some so this doesn't sort of solve it, a, a killer problem, but it does, you know. It's no, but it, 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 it could, like, yeah, it could potentially make it markedly better, at least in the, <laughs> at least in like the twelve games it's conf- confirmed to work in so far. Right. Um, but yeah, apparently there's going to be like a plugin for it um, in Unreal Engine, so it should be like relatively easy for some developers to add it in. Yeah. Right, right, right now, the, uh, I, the, the initial like launch games are just Immortals of Avium and Forspoken. So maybe not World Beaters, but it's supposed to be coming to yeah other stuff in the future. Cyberpunk, uh, Space Marine 2 is going to have it. Mm. Uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Um, James Archer, Gamescom pick, Crimson Desert will have it. <laughs> Was there more um, Space Marine Two footage, by the way, at, Ga- at Gamescom? Yeah, there was. It was like um, like ten minutes or something. Um, I, it just wasn't part of the part of the main show. Oh, okay. Well, that's encouraging if they're showing that much of this. Yeah, it, it, it looks it looks it looks pretty good. You know, uh, some very dense uh, Tyranid ways. Oh yes, and we like a nice horde. Plenty of nids. Loads of nids. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for that. I was I was very quiet through all of that, but I just like you sort of talking to each other about hardware because every week I still really don't have any understanding of it at all, even though James's beans metaphors are incredibly helpful. But it feels a bit like James is a researcher and Nate is Coco the gorilla and <laughs> <laughs> You've just summed up the dynamic perfectly. And it's like learning to sign like <laughs> like beans good game beans. <laughs> oh god. Um is there a, a- Tower of Jocularity this week, Nate? Uh, no, I decided in order to preserve at least some of the integrity from the missing episode, I'd faithfully recreate the lack of a, a tower. So That's absolutely fine. There was no Tower of Jocularity this week because Nate was uh, fairly at a wedding, so we will uh, draw a veil over that. But... Look forward to next week, which I'm sure will be an extravaganza Ooh, yeah. of mini gaming. Um, so that means all that remains this week is recommendations. So every week we recommend something that is not a video game. Uh, James, do you have one or would you like me to go first? Uh, I do have one. Um, it's another musical recommendation. Um, but this time it's Ooh. this time it's just a very specific song. Um because it's been in my head for about three or four weeks now. Um, it is Jealousy by Pale Waves. Okay. Um, if you don't know Pale Waves, they were they they did have a kind of like 1975-ish, like more indie jangly sound, and then more recently they do kind of more of a pop punk thing. Mm. Um and this this song this song Jealousy is like peak Paramore. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's it's rocky and upbeat and uh, a bit sassy, and yeah, it's just it it will not remove itself from my brain. So uh, I feel obliged to now implant it uh, into yours, like one of those Excellent. mind slugs in Futurama. <laughs> Maybe the curse will be lifted if you, like it follows. <laughs> Uh, I am going to recommend a an anthology book called uh, I think it's just called Marple. Yeah, I think it's just called Marple. It's uh, twelve new Miss Marple stories written by different uh, you know crime mystery authors uh, because Agatha Christie sadly died many years ago. 
but uh, the I guess with the games coming out as well, maybe maybe the estate is in trouble. Who knows? <laughs> but um, the, it's a really nice collection of uh, various different stories. Um, there, some of them are really lovely. There's Val McDermott did one that's another murder at the, the Vicarage, which is a sort of sequel to to my favourite and the first full length Marple novel. Uh, it's really good. There's one called Miss Marple Takes Manhattan, which I'm choosing to believe is a reference to the Friday the, the 13th film. Mm. Um, I think it was Friday the 13th anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a really nice little collection. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's my recommendation. Nate, what are you recommending this week? Uh, two things. So um, I was inspired by James' recommendation of a single song uh, because of something that's been stuck in his head. So I'm going to give you the song stuck in my head uh, chronically this week, which is um, the main theme uh, from the movie Escape from New York. Um, it's, yeah, just got one of those absolute banging John Carpenter synth soundtracks. And the main theme uh, has got a really, really, really killer riff that's, um, that's just been playing as an unnecessarily intense accompaniment to every mundane thing I do for days now. Oh, there you go. That's lovely. <laughs> That's a nice way to make everything you do feel a bit more epic and intense, isn't it? This is it, yeah. Oh, and yeah. the other thing I was going to recommend is um, Spotify now has a DJ feature, uh, which is just another way to sort of do its algorithm at you. Um, but it, it, it self-deprecates about being an AI, uh, and I appreciated that. It was just vaguely good satire on an otherwise useful commercial product so yeah lovely thank you for that uh, and thank you listener for joining us for this season 2 episode 28 of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast Rock Paper Shotgun's PC Gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion this week was the underwhelming Gamescom show special uh, next week uh, I imagine we will talk about Starfield so look forward to that I am sure I will not be similarly down on that. <laughs> and I'm sure Todd will show up to cheer you up as well with his gravelly voice. Oh, if you could see my face. Do you know that like emoji that's like grinning, wide-eyed, vaguely serial killery? <laughs> I did that face. I'm so excited for Todd to show up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to James and and Gerald P. Shootemup for joining me. If you have enjoyed this, then you can check out more Rock Paper Shotgun products and services on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok by searching Rock Paper Shotgun. You can join the aforementioned Discord. Um, there's a link to that in the show notes. But of course, for all your PC gaming needs, just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com. But now, now it is goodbye from me, and I suppose goodbye from James, and it's goodbye from Nate. Ha ha, ultra Bye. kill. I was being Gerald. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.